I'm Russ Kickle, and on this episode of American Reef, we've got some tips and tricks that will help you save time and money in the reefkeeping hobby. So let's just jump right into it. My first tip today is related to keeping the glass on the inside of your tank clean. Um, a few months ago, maybe even a year or so ago, I created a video that showed how the Tunzi Care magnet, right, and these Mr. Clean Magic Erasers were kind of like the one-two punch for keeping that glass clean meaning you'd use that care magnet to kind of get off the thick stuff and then you would use these magic erasers to basically kind of polish the glass and what it would do is basically instead of having to um, use a magnet on the glass every day it would buy you two or three days right before you'd have to do that so to me that was a huge savings on time now today's tip is going to be a huge savings on these sponges meaning that what I can do now is I can extend the life of these sponges roughly five to seven times uh, relatively simply. And if you look at it, uh, these sponges itself normally last, we'll say, two to, uh, two to four weeks in your aquarium. Again, depending on how much you use it. Um, but how we can extend it is really simply by taking this sponge now and just actually cutting it into five to seven smaller sponges. I was experimenting one day saying, you know, this sponge is cool and all, but you know, I was having issues with the magnets holding it together. So I said, let me just cut it in half and see what that would do. Well, I did that and I found out that it worked fine. So then it got me thinking, okay, how thin can this layer actually be before it stops being effective? And believe it or not, I never got to that point. Meaning what I did is I took that magic eraser and I got a mandolin. Right. And again, a mandolin is nothing more than a, you know, a kitchen accessory that is used to kind of shave vegetables, whether to have them super thin or, or, uh, or anything you want. So when you look at it, what I found out is if you take this mandolin and this sponge and cut it, you can get nice little slivers that are still effective at polishing that glass on the inside. Right, and to cut it, it's super simple, right? You're gonna take that mandolin and you put it up here. And what you do is you go back and forth with the sponge, giving a little pressure down by the blade, right? So if we just kind of do this, right? You'll start to feel it and you'll, and you'll feel kind of like that it's cutting. And at the same time, it feels like it's cutting very effectively, right? It's not like ripping through, but it's cutting. And then when you're done with that, you're ended up with this little sliver of a sponge. And again, believe it or not, this little sponge works just as good as this big sponge at kind of polishing that glass. But 
it actually works a little better because now the magnets aren't trying to push or squeeze this big sponge, right? This little one is hardly anything to squeeze. And you'll find out again that at the end of the day, you will get five to seven of these little slices out of this sponge. And then what it'll do is it'll again, it'll just be a much more efficient use of your time and money as it relates to these magic erasers. So my second tip is about food. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, I never liked feeding my tank uh, pellets as far as the primary food source. Uh, basically for me, I was like, I didn't know how long those pellets sat around and were on a shelf somewhere before they actually made it to a store or made it to the house. And you know, they started putting expiration dates on those, so that helps a little bit. But again, for me, it was just one of those things where, you know, I wanted to feed more a more nutritious source of food, right? So I went to kind of frozen food. Uh, whether it was the P.E. Mysis or Hakari, right? There were several brands out there um, that, again, that I chose, and you could get them at your, uh, your local fish store. Uh, the problem with those, for example, was A, um, you know, from a frozen standpoint, you couldn't just drop a cube in there, right? Meaning you'd have to take and clean it off, so to speak, because that water, that nutrient-rich kind of water, would basically rise your phosphates and just basically start polluting your tank. Um, so what I would do is I would use this BRS media, you know, container uh, that they use for kind of like their GFO and ROX kind of reactors. And what I would do is I would put the cubes in there, right? And then I would basically put RODI water and kind of rinse it out. Um, and, you know, some of it would fall out, some of it wouldn't, but then I would take in turn, then feed it into the tank, right? And when I would feed it into the tank, a percentage of it went over the overflow, so then I have to kill the power, right? And at the end of all this, it was kind of uh, just annoying for me. Um, not only was I spending too much time on that, uh, but at the end of the day, it wasn't very efficient, meaning the food wasn't always going in the stomachs where I wanted it to go. Um, and, you know, when Gary turned me on to that American Reef HPD, it kind of changed my world a little bit, right? Meaning I could still feed as if I was like, we'll say with your, you know, your mysis, your nori, or your reef chili, for example, right? Um, you could still feed it, but you would use this HPD as kind of the delivery vehicle. And why that was important to me was because first of all, um, I was able to feed the normal things that I fed, but number two, the food would end up going into the fish's stomach because basically the HPD act as a binder, right, um, for the food. And so I'd put a cube in and then, in, and then from there, I knew that the fish would eat all that food. Secondly, I could take and make like big batches of this kind of food when I started freezing it with the HPD. And again, so you'd make, you know, maybe three months worth of uh, food and all you'd have to do is go into the refrigerator or excuse me, the freezer and pull it out and put it in that little bag. So after using the HPD, I end up saving a ton of time. The fish get actually more nutritious food than they were getting before, and I get more of it. So from a cost perspective, I'm saving more money. And so for me, the second tip is try the American Reef HPD, right? Again, it may sound self-serving, but it really isn't, meaning I believe that it is not only one of the best fish foods on the planet nutritionally, but that added benefit you get as using it as a delivery tool to feed your fish. Uh, again, once you start doing that and you start freeing up your time, I think you'll find out that, again, you'll go back and say, why was I even using those other foods before? And I often say to most of the viewers who actually kind of buy the HPD, right? 
you know, I'm almost guaranteed that, you know, once you try that one container, you'll never go back to feed in traditional ways. And, you know, with that being said, um, you know, on that kind of same vein, right, if you do try the HPD and you're not satisfied after, you know, using a container, I'll be happy to actually give you your money back, right? Just because I'm so confident that you will see, like I see, is it's a great way of feeding your fish. Right? So that's tip number two. The third tip now is going to come from Mike Paletta, where we were over at his place in the middle of that tank swap, and he had some kind of household items that were, again, great little, you know, we'll say just nuggets of information to kind of share with everybody about saving, you know, again, money in this reef keeping hobby. So with that being said, let's go see Mike. I get a lot, or I get a fair amount of questions as to what can you do to save money? Because as we discussed, the hobby has gotten very expensive. There are some things you can buy outside of the reef store that'll make your life easier and that you can do without spending a ton of money. I love the dollar store for a lot of reasons. And we'll start off with my favorite thing to buy. Every time I drive by a dollar store, I buy little tubes of gel type super glue. Now I know there's a lot of reef based super glue, but it's basically all the same stuff. The reason I like this is one, it's a dollar for two of these, so it's 50 cents a tube. Right. So I don't chintz on using enough glue when I'm gluing a frag down or gluing a, a frag on a plug down. I always use enough because in worst case, I used a quarter or 50 cents worth. Right. I can't really break the bank for that, so I always use enough. Also, when I use the big bottles, for whatever reason, they always seem to plug up. Yes, and you lose everything. You lose half the bottle, and if I spend 15, 18, 20 dollars for it, I'd rather do this. So every time I go in the dollar store, I buy $5 at least worth of these. Okay, hold it. Now, what's the name on that label? So is it the Sino Acre label? This is the original super glue. Okay, so that's the original super glue. Yep. Does it have the ingredients or no? Yeah, it does on, on, the, on the back. Okay, so, so you know, is there anything that you know you got to avoid, for example? I have not had any problem. Buy the green bottle. Don't buy the red bottle. The red bottle is the liquid super glue, and it's not gel. This is the gel type super gel glue. glue. This is what you'll want. And can you actually gel in the tank or you have to still pull it out of the tank? What I do when I'm doing a frag is I take the frag out. Yep. I try not to have it sit in the water for very long. I typically dip it against my shirt, which is bad. <laughs> I put glue on it. I let it sit in the air while holding the frag underwater if I can for about 30 seconds. That way it develops a little uh, air bead on it. Mm -hmm. Then I mount it on the whatever plug I want to use it to or mount it into the tank. It stays. I hold it in place for 60 seconds. It's good to go. The key is holding it in the air for 30 seconds beforehand. If you just stick it in right away, it doesn't hold as well. It becomes like a uh, like jello. Right, right. So you want it to be liquid inside, the uh, air bubble on the outside. You can just mount it. Bing, bang, boom. You're done. For a dollar pack, this is the best. And I was gonna say, haven't seen you bang these out like two or three frags in like two minutes, you know, yeah. and then we keep on filming, <laughs> I think you got that. This is out. an easy way to go. Yeah, yeah. Now, other good things to get at the dollar store. We're all, I'm always moving corals around, and I hate dripping water on rugs, or I need a little bit of water here, or I'm moving a fish. 
These are a dollar a piece. These are well worth it. The red one I use for my plant tank, the white one I use for my saltwater tank, I don't mix them up. They have a bunch of colors. It sounds stupid. But color coding helps. But I don't want to be putting, red tells me, I don't want to be putting salt into my right. freshwater tank. Right, right. So I, I, for a dollar, I bought an extra one. I, you know, <laughs> right. At this point, I could buy an island in Fiji with all the money I've spent, so a dollar isn't going to break me. Right. By the same token, if I'm doing bigger water mm -hmm. or small water changes on a small tank, these are water pitchers without the top on them. Sure. I use these all the time uh, when I'm doing water changes, and I don't want to just be siphoning stuff off. I want to get stuff off the surface. Mm -hmm. This is what I take it out with in, in any of my tanks. Uh, it's small. I also use these for catching fish, which sounds crazy, right. but most fish don't really perceive this as being something dangerous. So you can hold it in the tank and you can sort of shoo the fish in, stick right. your hand over the top, pull it out. It's pretty nice and easy. For, and again, for a dollar, why they call it the dollar store. Right. Something I really like. Right, right. Now the last, th well a couple of the last things I like at the dollar store, there it is. one of which is cable ties. The same pack of cable ties at uh, Lowe's or Home Depot is like $3.99. Here's a hundred of them, so this is only 60 of them for a dollar. They aren't, you know, some people say they break more easily. I, when I'm using cable ties, I generally put them on so stuff will hold long enough to grow. So I'm not looking for it for a lifetime of cable ties or when I'm doing equipment, uh, plugs, uh, wiring, stuff like that. This is the ticket. So again, something simple to save a little bit of money. Okay, so you said like plugs, wiring. What about in the tank? Where, where do you I do it in the tank to hold rock on rock, or in my planted tank, I hold things like the Java ferns, the Anubias. I use them with the cable ties until the roots attach. Then I just go with scissors, clip them off. They're non-toxic. It's real easy to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, they come in all different colors. You can get whatever you want. Uh, I generally get the white or the black, sure. but you can get any color you want. They're really easy. It's something simple. Now, is that how you put that box together? We're going to talk about that okay. in a minute. Okay. Now, the other thing I get at the dollar store are my fragging utensils. <laughs> you can spend eight, nine, ten dollars on pliers, wire cutters, anything you want. My stuff is always around salt water. And as anyone who has worked with stainless knows, stainless doesn't mean it doesn't rust. It just means it rusts slower. Right. So for a dollar, I buy these. I use them, you know, for a month, then they get pitched away. Right. So for the 25 cents a week, it's worth it to have your frag plug, frag cutters like this. Okay, so you've got needle nose pliers. Why do you use the needle nose? For bigger, thicker pieces that won't be cut easily. Got so you can snap them. Right. And then what about, you've got cutters there, obviously wire cutters. Right. And what's the third one? Because you got another one over there. Uh, needle nose, third one, and just regular pliers, because oh, I'm always right. moving stuff. If I have to break something off, it's a lot easier to do it with that. Got it, got it. So these are all the things that I get from the dollar store, except for one other additional item. Now, I spent $18 on this algae scraper because it has razor blades on it. I had to buy it from China. I had to buy it online because Amer apparently the American companies think we're too stupid not to slice ourselves open that they no longer sell razor blade based ones of these. Right. This is really nice for getting into small spaces, but it only has two razor blades to go with it. Once those razor blades rust out, you're shot. Right. So, I went looking for a better type of algae scraper. Oh, that's, a, that's a Tim Allen. <laughs> the thing we all hate to do, we all hate cleaning the glass, so I have tried to make it as easy as I can. So what I found is the Allway carpet cutter. This is for cutting and scraping carpets or wallpaper. They sell it at Lowe's. It's $8.99, and it comes with five blades. The problem, though, is 
is that the blades that they sell with it are straight edge, and they are five dollars for five blades. Right. But the dollar, dollar store, store sells five of them for a dollar. They were, are just as sharp. I only use them for probably a week, then I throw them out because they rust just as fast as the $5 ones do. Sure. But what's nice about these is it has an edge on it. So you can get in the corners away from the, uh, piece of a, away from the blade cutter, right. and you can really clean the corners out. So these blades are actually better than the $5 blades. I mean, it's not rocket science to do this. Basically, all you do is tighten it up, right. and it's aluminum. So it doesn't rust. It does corrode. You can already see pitting on it. Right. I've had this for about seven months, so it works well. Right. Now, one thing, when you buy this, it has razor blades in here, but this is not watertight. <laughs> so if you leave the razor blades in there, when you open them up, they will be rusted. <laughs> you do not want to do that. So put, keep this on, but you'll, every time you're using it, you'll hear sloshing right. because the water will have leaked into here. Right. But this is one of the best things I bought for eight bucks because it's easy to take apart. All you got to do is twist it or untwist it. Right. The razor blade sits in there and it has the edge. You can move this all the way over. And so you're saying with that beveled edge, then it allows you to go up into the corners without worrying about cutting into into the, the silicone or whatever. Or and you can go along the bottom. You can get underneath things. This is a, a much better way than the straight, which went straight up along either edge. Right. It was parallel to the edges of this. It didn't allow you to get in the corners as well. Now, do they have a long version, so if you've got a deeper tank? Yeah, they actually have a version that has a pole that sits on it that you can use okay. if you have a really deep tank. Uh, with this, to clean this tank, it, it takes me roughly a minute. Right, yeah. So, like I said, I try to save time and I try to save money. This is the ticket. For a minute to do that, I do it more regularly than I ever used to. So it's a much easier way to do it. Now, do you have to worry about the angle? You know, there was like that little aluminum one that you had over there. It's kind of bent, so you can kind of go straight down and hit. you got to go, or if you see you're not getting it, all you do is flip it over. And for whatever reason, whatever side you flip it to, Still it'll, work, it'll work better on one side or the other. You just figure it out over time. Okay. I mean, it's really for $8.99. This is one of the best things that I bought. Perfect. Now, as I said, these, these are what the... I've already bought 20 of these, so you can go into the dollar store and buy them out because I've already gotten my supply for the next couple of years. So these are a dollar. You can't beat them. Now, in, in terms of something I found yeah, I useful that. that you don't really think about, this is an infrared thermometer. I cook is one of my hobbies, and one of the things you always want to check is the temperature of stuff, and I hate using those things you dip in right. because you end up dropping stuff or spilling yes. stuff. This just shoots it in and it tells you what the temperature of everything is. When I'm doing water changes, I do what's the temperature of the tank? What's the temperature of the water I'm putting it in? Perfect. I can, if I have to heat up water, cool it down, it's no problem. This costs $16 online. This is one of the best things I've had for doing water changes to make matching up the temperature quick and easy. And I use it for cooking because obviously it doesn't touch the food. So I'm not contaminating it with aquarium stuff, which, you know, most of our significant others, get that away from my, no, no, this really doesn't bother anything. Okay. So now does it matter if it's clear glass, it has a backing on it, nothing throws off the heat? No, it goes, it goes through everything. Let's see. Right now it's showing this tank is 80.5 which okay. is what the thermometer on the back says. Nice. So it's, it measures it yeah, precisely. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Now, hey, other... Where do you order that thing? Where did you, where'd you get it from? I got it from Amazon. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and every now and then you'll see them on sale for like $14.99. I paid $16.99 for mm -hmm. it. I use it for everything from uh, 
roasting uh, turkeys at Thanksgiving, make sure the internal temperature is good. Right. It's just, I mean, it's a really good right. piece of equipment. Right. So, and and how, how, do the batteries last forever or do they burn through quickly? They've lasted for, this is my second Thanksgiving with there it coming go. up. So. Okay, and you do your water changes once a weekend, so you're just banging. The yeah, so I use it all the time, so it's good that way. Cool. Now, one of the other things that we, is very simple, but I have found this to be one of the best things I've bought are these plastic folders you can get at Staples. See, Lucy likes it. Yeah, Lucy likes to lick the salt off of stuff. Hi, so get out of there, Lucy. Hi, Lucy. So this is a $1.99 plastic folder that you can get at uh, Staples. Obviously, you can take out the metal, metal portion in the middle, but then you can use this for just about everything where you want to have something black on it. I use it as a background behind tanks because it's plastic, so it's not water, it's not paper. So if you get water down there, it doesn't corrode it. If you want to pull it off, you take it off, you wipe it down, it's good to go. I cut sections to put around the uh, hoods that I have built so the fish don't jump out of them. I use it as a separator in tanks. Or if I want to get a fish to move somewhere, I'll put this somewhere and sort of shoo it over. It'll move away from the black. Right. I mean, it, to me, this is one of the best things you can buy for a dollar ninety-nine. I know we're going up in price now, but yeah, but you know, I mean, no, I'm kidding. There's more uses. Though. Yeah, this has. You can think of a lot of different uses for this. Uh, well, you use it to keep the light out of your overflow. Yeah. Formality of or to cover up your holes on your. Yeah, I've actually cut this down to match the the overflow box, so it's not just on the top. I also have it on the sides because the thing that tends to slow up an overflow is getting algae in it. So I have it on the section above the tank going in, so I don't get algae there to stop it. And I have it on the back on the back of the on the box on the back of the tank for our English-speaking friends to uh, keep algae from growing there. And all of that, everything I can keep in black. This is the easiest way to cut it. I mean, it's real simple and it's cheap, and you can just tape it on and it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, amen. So that's good to go. We've talked about these before in the past. If you look at them. These are detail brushes or old toothbrushes. I actually prefer the detail brushes. Get these at Walmart for $2.99 for a set of three. They have the little brush for getting in the little small spaces, bigger brush for brushing off the stuff you don't want. They work perfectly. They're cheap, they're non-toxic. You can get them though that have, uh, this comes in a three set as well. This comes with one set that's copper and the other set that's metal. This is when you really have something you want to take out. These are, are not metal, these are plastic. These don't take off quite as thick or nasty stuff as this will, but either one, these are something everybody should have for getting rid of algae, algae in the corners, some of the encrusting stuff that we don't want in our tanks. There's a lot of different ways to go with this to use these brushes. And like when you say put a metal brush in the tank, do you have to worry about cleaning it before you put it into it? If you do, what do you do? I just rinse it off, okay. and occasionally you lose a bristle mm -hmm. on the metal brushes, but I mean losing one bristle of copper in a, in a 90 or you know, a big tank really isn't going to be problematic. It's not something I really worry about. Right, right. I mean, it's not like I'm throwing a roll of pennies in the tank. Right. So if I lose one, but I took out all the algae, to me it's worth it. So that's one of the other things. Flashlights. There it is. I'm always looking at my tank at different times of the night. This is a Defiant flashlight. I got it uh, Home Depot for $13. What's nice about it is it's white, but it's also red. I like to look at the tank with red at night because that's when I see stuff that's out eating my animals. If I go in with white light, it startles it, it goes back in. Mm -hmm. This was how I was able to remove about 30 fireworms from my downstairs tank. Right. And everyone thinks bristle worms are not a problem. Okay, we'll fight, we'll fight about that another day. 
but these were big fat ones and everyone talks about bristle worms always being in the detritus. Right. Well, these bristle worms were always up in the live rock right around the base of the corals and I was always getting deterioration of the bottom tissue. I could never figure out why it was the bristle worms were eating them. Right, right. So I went down at night with the red light on, would sit there, they would come out with my long tweezers, I would snatch them out and throw them away. Right. It took me a couple months to get that done, but since then, I haven't had any problems with the coral's bottoms bleaching sure. or deteriorating. Sure. So for the 13 bucks, this was well worth it. Now this is an ultraviolet light. Mm. When we were kids, well, when I was a kid, we used to put black lights on a room and have yeah, stuff yeah. fluoresce. Yeah, yeah. That's what this will do. But this is sold online as a detector for pet urine. So it's a $4.99 unit. You can buy the $29 or $39 ones online that are right. 452 nanometers or lower. Right. But for $4.99, this is my go-to item. Because if I drop it in the tank, I don't really worry for 5 right. bucks. Right, right. If I lose a frag, I can shine this on it at night and find Damn, it. Right. This is for $4.99. And if Lucy has an accident in the house, I can follow it around and find <laughs> it and clean it. So... Uh, this is a really good item for $4.99. And this, uh, rather than spending $25 or $30, bucks, right. this is a lot easier way to go. Amazon again? Amazon, uh, yeah, Amazon again on that. Okay. Now, we'll talk about that in a second. Last thing for the dollar store, and another way to save money. Yes. One of the problems we all have is we drip water on the front glasses of our tank, front glass of our tank. Yep. And it always seems sticky or oily or nasty otherwise. And we don't want to really use any of the commercial preparations out there because we're afraid of shooting nasty stuff into our tank. So a dollar bottle, spray bottle from the dollar store. And we used to have, my mother used to have a guy come and wash her windows for 20 years. And before he retired, I finally got him to tell me his secret formula for washing the windows because he wasn't using a commercial formula and his windows always glowed. Right. In this size bottle, because this is what his people all carried, right. were two one-ounce shots of isopropyl alcohol, mm -hmm. four shots of white vinegar, two drops of Dawn dishwashing detergent, and the rest is filled up with clean water. Simple. I mean, right. even though there's only two drops, you can still see I get foaming action. Right. And what the Dawn does, it really cuts through grease. I will give them credit on their commercials. <laughs> this guy used it for 20 years. And on a glass, you know, when you get salt on it, it always has that kind of right. greasy feel. Right, right. Between that, the alcohol and the vinegar, it takes it right off. It doesn't streak. It's non-toxic. There's no ammonia D, so you don't have to worry about the wiping out the tank right. if you get a little bit of overspray in there. Right. So for basically nothing, because right. you can also buy the vinegar and the isopropyl alcohol for a dollar at the dollar right. store. Right, right. I don't own stock in them, but I'm going to buy some after I <laughs> <we> do this. <laughs> but this is a, a, a good way to keep your glass clean and not have to worry about what you're doing. Because everybody asks, okay, what's a good way? This is a simple, easy way. So now, are you using regular paper towels to wipe it off? Are you using regular towels, or are you using those fancy chamois? Or I have used towels? paper towels. I have used the micro uh, yeah, yeah. fiber yeah. things. Yeah. I have not seen that much of a difference okay. in what I use. I've even used old sheets and old tea towels. There you go. So I pretty much use paper towels now. I mean, it cost, takes me two sheets to do a tank. Right. So it's easy, and then I throw it out. So in that regard... And again, you, you can say you can spray that thing, hit the water, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, even the dishwashing detergent, all that'll do is make your skimmer go nuts for a couple right. hours. Right. But there's two drops in, you know, this much water. That's right. not going to wipe out a tank. I probably have that just from washing your hands and sticking your hands in the sure. tank. So sure. that, that's not the real issue. So now we're getting to the boxes. Now we're getting to the boxes. Uh, now... Everybody knows about egg crate. Right. 
something you use for everyone. I used to use it as, as, the, frame, as the hoods on my tank. I use it for baffles. I use it for separation. But what I really use it for now is building things. Mm -hmm. One of the things I build are tanks in which I put my fish so they get acclimated. Right. Uh, I used to, I obviously love fish, and I add a lot of fish here and there. And while I was doing it, I lost a significant number of them. Right. Now they all go into the quarantine tank. Make sure there's no diseases. Make sure they're treated. Everything's good. But when I removed them from there, it was still like sticking the new kid in school, and they got beat up. They wouldn't eat. They'd hide all the time. So I developed or I built an acclimation tank. Mm -hmm. It's basically an egg crate with a dollar uh, cable ties. You can build any size you want. You can make it bigger, smaller. It's also a way to catch fish if you want to use it as a fish trap. In that, what I do is put a magnet on here, a magnet on the outside. I throw the food in here. They get used to being the first kid in the block here. What you should do, though, is put a piece on the bottom so all the food doesn't go out immediately. Right. They'll go in here pretty much the first day. Then all you do is lift it up high enough, catch the fish out. Right. It's an easy fish trap to build. Right. I mean, when you buy the acclimation boxes online, they're 30, 40 bucks. A sheet of cable, a sheet of egg crate costs about 12 bucks. You can make about five of these. So you and your friends can do it, or I always find uses for egg crate. I'm always buying more egg crate. And how are you holding that? You said two magnets, but don't, doesn't that kind of slip between the magnets and fall? It really doesn't. I'm using strong enough magnets on the inside box. What well, if you really want to, you could put a little piece of something here, like a piece of pipe or something. Right. The magnet will stop on the pipe, and then it will hold it up. Okay. So it's, it's fairly simple, but I've not had a problem with the magnets dropping down. Got it, got it. If you don't want to do that and you don't want to build it, sure. these are at your local pond store. They sell these all the time. I don't know what they sell them for, maybe to keep plants at the top, but this is like $1.69, or they make them all sizes, bigger, smaller. Again, an easy way to acclimate your fish, a nice little fish trap. Uh, this is something else you can get relatively inexpensively. And it's easily available. Sometimes Home Depot has them. Sometimes Lowe's has them in their pond department in the spring. This is a good idea. And for that one there, you'll, you'll do the same thing, meaning... I'll put a magnet on it, hold it up at the top. If I get a new fish in and it's sick, it's something I put at the top of the tank and try to let it get acclimated to the water that way. And do you find out, like, that the egg crates, since it's bigger holes, the acclimation goes better? The, the, the problem is, though, is that smaller fish, like firefish or things like that, Ooh. shoot right through. Man. Even fish that I didn't think could fit through, fit through. So I use this for my nano tank and for smaller fish, just because it's a nice little small box and it's easy. And I've even put a, uh, uh, yeah, a little mesh, on mesh on it to keep other things from getting it up. And that's screen mesh from your tops? Yeah. There it is. Same thing. Well, no, this is actually a finer mesh. Okay. This is screen mesh from the screen door that's fiberglass. Okay, there we go. So there's that. And last but not least, this is my favorite. Go ahead. No, this is starboard. Starboard. This, this. If you're gonna buy this, I got it online. They cut it to the exact size that you want. They cut mine perfectly to fit my Elos tank. It sits on the bottom of the tank. If you don't want to have substrate, it does make a nice black, a nice black bottom for it. The corals and other things will adhere to this just like they would to glass. You want to get it as close to the glass edge as you can. And then you want to shoot some silicone in there because otherwise all the detritus will tend to accumulate along the edge of the glass, which isn't really right. attractive. <laughs> but it, it, it's relatively cheap. I mean, a full sheet costs about $39, and they'll cut it. Or if you're good with hand tools, right. uh, like an electric jigsaw or something like that, you can cut it to match up so that your overflow boxes and everything else fit perfectly. This is the ticket. You can also use this for baffles. Right. You can use this for any number of things. It's totally inert. 
They use it on uh, a lot of decks and a lot of boats. Mm -hmm. This is starboard. Uh, like I said, I got it on eBay. There's a, a site on there where he cuts it to size. It's relatively inexpensive, and it was free shipping. So the interesting part is, you know, when you were pulling or shortening your rock stack, right, one of the things we had to worry about is you pushing through the glass. Yeah, I, I would have gotten a hammer and hammered it down, but I definitely would have broken through the glass, and that would have right. been a catastrophe. Right, but if you had starboard... Underneath, you know, yeah. A little less worried about breaking through glass, right? Yeah, so this yeah. is this is, this is is a, a nice time and money saving item if you don't want to have, if you want to have a bottom that has something on it, you want a bare bottom but you don't want uh, right. any other type of medium on the bottom, right. gravel or whatever, or sand. Want, yeah, think about it, if you still want sand, well go ahead, put the starboard down, right, and then you put your sand, but now you've softened, you've given it a shock absorber to whatever you put on top, so when rocks fall, okay. Yeah, and that, that's been my biggest concern in a lot of my tanks is... Yeah. I've only cracked one, but once you do it once, it's yes. enough. So yes. for the money, this is something you should all look at doing because it's not really going to break the bank.